White Hot Magazine, one of the world's leading platforms and institutions for contemporary art. Visit us online at whitehotmagazine.com and follow us on social media. Hello. Welcome. Hey. Hey, how are you doing? Going? Oh, I'm doing really good. How are you doing this morning? Or <laughs> Is it evening? morning time? It's, uh, I don't know if we're yeah, on the same time zone. No, I'm on the uh, I'm on the East Coast. Ah, okay. Yeah, but it's you know it's morning everywhere, so or somewhere right. in, in the world, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, so I noticed that you were do it. Are you have you been working for comic book companies? Yeah. So um, I've been drawing comics for about twenty five years. Um, started off with. Uh, I got my break back in 95, I, believe, I think it was. Um, you know, time kind of uh, collapses after a certain age. <laughs> right. But uh, um, I got my break uh, working for a, a company called um, Wildstorm Productions uh, back in 95, then left there and um, <clears throat> joined Marvel. Um, started working for Marvel first and then after Marvel what was DC and uh, comics and I've been working for DC comics or Marvel or any of the other smaller companies ever since pretty much wow and so describe like actually drawing entire comic books yeah yeah so uh, I draw about a, um, uh, about the average comic book issue is about 24 pages long 22 pages long um so we're expected to draw about you know at least 22 pages a month um because you know books come out uh, once a month if you're uh -huh. the regular artist um that was before i think nowadays um i think they have like a, a rotating cast of artists now so they can keep up with um with the uh, assignments and and the schedule is a little bit better, um, so right. they kind of uh, divvy up the work a little bit more. Right, pretty much. And uh, they, I guess, they give you a storyline, and then sort of, does somebody give you like a storyboard, or how do you know what what direction you're going with the characters and the scenes and all that? Right. So um, we are sent. Uh, on the whole, there are like uh, different ranges of, uh, of I don't know how complete, or uh, as they call it, tight the scripts are. Um, they can range from being very very tight, meaning that uh, there's a panel description, there's a uh, you know panel breakdown, so the writer tells you exactly what's going on in each panel, or each you know individual frame of the page um, all the way to what, what we call the Marvel style, um, which is what uh, Stan Lee made popular back in like the 60s, which is um, just a basic outline. Uh, you know, the artist is given a basic outline, you know, like this will happen to this person, you know, during these pages, that sort of thing. And then the artist would just have to break it down themselves and then do layouts and all that. So. Um, yeah, that's those are the different ranges of uh, script styles. Mm -hmm. 
Are you still doing working for Marvel and DC Comics and these this kind of thing? Uh no, I haven't actually. I I haven't worked regularly for them since last year. Really, um, you know, I've been kind of uh, messing around with like all the other emerging technologies. Uh, I think, I think as a, I'm what you would call a freelancer. So, even though I work, um, I might be you know drawing a book for Marvel or a book for DC. I don't actually, you know, work for them in the sense that um, like an employee. Uh, I like to diversify my skill sets. Um, you know, I dabble in uh, like you know, 3D and then animation, um, you know, design, all of that stuff. Um, so as far as comic book goes, I really haven't worked um, on a comic in a while. Uh, uh, it's, you know, on a regular basis, you know, I'll do like eight pages here or there, um, just depending on what my editor friends are, you know, uh, want me to do. So, and how are you drawing them? Like technically, what tools are you using to draw comics? <laughs> right, right. So uh, t- traditionally, uh, so there's you know the two schools right now that are kind of clashing, or they were clashing. I think uh, digital has won over traditional uh, uh, styles because just you know digital is much faster. I think um, as far as uh, in a workflow. Uh, uh, in, in, in more of a, you know, a workflow type of way. Um, I think the traditional way is, you know, you have a pencil and a paper and you're drawing on uh, using <laughs> a pencil and then you would uh, ink it with ink, uh, India ink and a brush or, you know, a quill, that sort of thing. Um, and then you would send in the pages directly, the physical pages to the, the comic book company. That's how they did it back in the you know good old days. Um, now, the, as you can imagine, the there's a bottleneck of uh, in the workflow because you would send it in uh, by FedEx or whatever whatever it is. You would overnight it, and then the editor would you know go through it, check for mistakes, and then they'd have to again have to FedEx it back. There was a mistake, so it it can be a t- very very timely process. Um, back in when I first started uh, books were scheduled out like three or four months in advance because uh, you know that's just that's just how long it could take to um, produce a book now um, I think they're scheduled out like maybe a month in advance so um, because you know with digital you can just do all the art directly on um, like you you can use a program like um, Photoshop or I, I, I'm a proponent of, uh, of uh, Clip Studio Art. Uh, so that's the one I use. Um, but you know, if, if you're working on a book that's, um, say, you're, you might be working for DC, but they're working with a third-party company like uh, Lego or any, anything like that, you, know, you can do the layouts in the program, and then they could just send it out to wherever they need, they need to send it out, get word, you know, within ten minutes from the vendor, right. send it, send the mm. feedback to me, to me, and then just you know I can fix things on the fly. So right, that's why digital. So are you using out. computers now, or are you using pen and ink? Um, I, I've been I've been digital for a while. Uh, that's been my um, my advan- my advantage I think for the past like at least uh, seven years. 
Right. Um, I've been pretty much all digital. Uh huh. And uh, so you're you're using like an Apple pencil and a tablet or something? Um, no, I actually have a rig. Um, uh, I I have a. Uh, I'm using a PC just because um, I, I don't know. I've never really jumped on the, the Mac bandwagon. Um, not that I have anything against Macs. I just haven't really, never really used them. Um, so I, I, I tend to stick with what I know, I guess. Um, but so I have a, I have an Alienware uh, computer that I, that I use for um, editing and stuff. And then I work on a, uh, like a Wacom uh, Cintiq tablet thing screen thing yeah oh so you're drawing on something that's illuminated or it's a flat pad on a table or um illuminated it's like a screen um uh-huh. big big old big old screen yeah i I, <laughs> I like having a big screen i i'm not sure i can yeah i'm not sure how you guys can or how people can hang with uh like well, like an ipad or something that's kind right. of rough for me i think I, yeah, I don't use that. I, I mean, with what I've been working on, I've just been making drawings and paintings. And then um, I started making drawings and finishing them with a computer. Yeah, no, hey, I, I tell you, man, that's the stuff you're doing is excellent. It's so oh, good. Thank you. I'm really digging oh, it. Thanks. Yeah. I was I uh, like happy a, to hear that. Yeah, I just went down the rabbit hole and just like trawled through a lot, like, a lot of your stuff. And just thinking, like, man, all these people, man, they're just they're just so good. Where's all this talent coming from? It's an endless well. Right, exactly. So then um, we get to the technology known as NFTs, and you started getting involved in that. When did you start getting involved with that? Um, I'm really, really, really new. Uh, uh, I started getting involved, I guess, back in. Uh, around may i think um i was uh doing comics and i have a friend uh who uh who's also a comic book artist uh but he works uh comic books and uh, tv his name is uh, sam ellis um of uh, archer fame uh and adventure time so okay. he's been pushing he's been pulling me uh like you know he's been giving me sprinkling like little nft um nuggets you know, since last, uh, I would say like, since last year, maybe. Yeah, like around Christmas or something. I remember uh, that was like one of the first times he was like, hey, man, you want to do like this crypto thing? I was like, nah, man, that thing, that stuff is crazy. Uh, it's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm not going to uh, draw something for like, you know, fake money or something. That's kind of kind of nuts. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. It's uh, the more I really... Uh, the more I looked into it, the more intrigued I got. And I think here's the other caveat, though, is that um, within the world of, uh, uh, there was news that broke about, though, I think uh, around April, I think around, yeah, it was around April um, of a Wonder Woman that, uh, I forget what his name is. Uh, he, he had done a Wonder Woman NFT and it took the comic books, uh, comic book industry by storm because he had made like three million dollars off of this um, Wonder Woman NFT, and Warner Brothers got really salty about that. <laughs> and uh, so, um, I guess they they spread like they had some internal memos, and everybody in the comic book industry was giving out these uh, these memos, basically saying, "Hey, if you guys mess with uh, NFTs, 
with our characters. Um, you know, we're going to take you to the doghouse and, you know, beat you with oh, a no. stick or something, you know. <laughs> oh, no, no we, we were given kind of the, uh, the uh, hey, you better stay away from our characters, that sort of thing, um, way earlier on. And, you know, a lot of the artists in the comics community also tended to, I think there were some issues with, um, you know, how Ethereum was mined or how crypto was mined uh, in, in general and the um, energy usage and all of that. And uh, so I want to say that comic book, comic book uh, professionals or comic book uh, creators tended to very much not like um, the whole technology. And so if you were dabbling in it, you know, you were kind of, uh, you were looked down upon or, you know, and you would kind of uh, be castigated in a way. Um, so for me, I tended to kind of stay away for a while, but then I think the, I found the technology too enticing and, and I really, you know, jumped in. Um, and yeah, I haven't looked back. <laughs> haven't looked back. Hmm. And I noticed you have, is that a bored ape that you have on your profile? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I have bored ape number 9071. Um, I, uh, I, I aped in really, really early on, uh, very early on. Um, and uh, yeah, I think the apes had just come out for like, I want to say even just a, a week or two or three when I first bought in, um, when I first bought my first one. And um, they hadn't, you know, take, taken hold the way that they have yet. And so I got very lucky. I was looking to buy like two or three. Should have. <laughs> I should have. Hmm. And how did you hear about, how did you know to buy an ape at that point? Oh man, I'll tell you, uh, Sam, he's my, he's my, uh, he was my, um, shepherd in all things NFT at the time. Um, man, in a Who way he still is, um, Sam Ellis, my partner, uh, oh. my go-to guy, right. the one that got me into NFTs in the first place. Right. Yeah. So he was like, Hey man, take this out. There's this NFT called poor apes. That's, um, you, know, you should probably consider getting one. It's, it's not a crypto punk. Um, but, you know, it's definitely a, uh, uh, you know, interesting NFT. And, you know, at the time, uh, the only thing that was really, I don't know, I want to say blue chip or I want to say uh, what's, you know, uh, a good you know, indicator of a solid NFT was punks. That was kind of like the, one of the only ones uh, at that time, I feel like. And so... Um, but yeah, when Ape came out, it started to cement itself very, very quickly as being a blue chip. And so um, he, you know, Sam told me about it very early on. Hmm. And did you buy just one or more than one? I got just the one, just the one. Um, I got it when it was uh, around one ETH. Um, they were the floor at that time was maybe, I want to say, close to an ETH. It was like zero... Actually, no, the floor was like one ETH when I bought in. Um, the thing is, I had I had about the two or three ETH to my name at the time, and I was thinking I was going to buy two, but yeah, 
didn't get a chance to. So now it's what, like, like 40 it, a week or something? I think so. I, I, I actually haven't looked it up in a while. Um, I think it's about 40, 45, something like that. Right. Um, I've, I've got a mid, I've got a mid tier, uh, ape. So it's, uh, it's not quite floor, but it's not quite anywhere near the top. Um, but yeah, I'm very happy with my ape. I don't think I'll ever sell it. I don't think so. Hmm. Yeah. That's a heartwarming story. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. A man and his ape. (laughs) It is. It is. I tell you, man, like, uh, it's, the ape's been my lucky charm, I think. Um, you know, I, when uh when i when i first jumped in into the nft uh uh i don't know what you want to call this industry is it an industry or NFT um, an industry industry it's a um sort of a yeah i guess you could call it that i don't or know or is it like a pastime a way of life a lifestyle it's that choice party or... that tom cruise goes to in eyes wide shut <laughs> where everybody's wearing <laughs> a mask <laughs> and then it's like Illuminati. Yeah, and then it's like, see how long it takes to figure out like who the imposter is or the stranger. <laughs> right. It, you know, I, I, I get the feeling that that's, um, there's a lot of that sentiment, sentiment kind of going around, I think, um, at any time. Right. There's like a new creator or a new whatever. Everybody's just so to jump in and go, hey, well, that there's guy's, so much, you know, he's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so much anonymous activity going on. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I don't know what, like, do you go by your own name when you're making comics for DC? Um, yeah, I go by Pop Man, yeah. Okay, but that's like a fictitious name, right? Or is that your birth um, name? It's not my birth name, but I, cha- so I changed my, I went under Pop Man because my real last name, my real name is like stupidly long. Back in the 90s, when I first started, um, you know, editors would call you up on the phone. There was no email or anything like that, obviously. So, um, and I know I tended to notice that people didn't want to call me uh, because my name was so hard to pronounce. So, what is your (laughs) ethnicity? Uh, Thai. I'm from Thailand. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, my name is just stupidly long and stupidly hard to pronounce. So, right. so I basically just shortened it so that editors would be able to call me without you know feeling embarrassed or you know that sort of thing. Right. But yeah, I, so that's I went I went by that earlier on, and I've always gone by that. Right. Hmm. What an amazing story. So you're still a freelance comic book artist. Uh, pretty much, I guess. Um, I don't think I'll, it's, it's one of the things I started early, early on with. And I think it's, you know, well, my, my, maybe it's the one thing I'm actually good at. <laughs> um, right. and I've tried other things, but I'm not quite as good as those, at those things as I am with, you know, just drawing comics. So, so let's talk about how you developed your on just on the level of being artists for a second. How did you mm-hmm. develop your skill? Um, well, you mean like technically or, or yeah, mindset, like when or... you were starting out and you didn't know how to draw or whatever, like, I'm guessing you didn't go to art school. Um, no, I, I, I actually, I'm, I'm self-taught. Uh, I didn't go to art school. Um, so I, uh, 
you know, I was, I grew up kind of poor, uh, not like, you know, like destitute or anything like that, but, you know, we didn't have a ton of money. Uh, there are four kids, uh, there are four of us and right. Um, college was just really not, you know, it was harder to, to do. So we had to kind of like fend for ourselves a little bit. Um, which is actually a good thing, I think. Now that then looking, reflecting on it, um, as a twenty as a as a twenty year old kid, I was like, you know, brr, my parents are. Brr. Well, you keep talking about how all this time has gone by, but like your voice yeah. sounds like you're nineteen years old or something. Because <laughs> I am. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, <laughs> I'm in my forties, man. So. Uh, oh, okay. So yeah, it's uh, it's been a, bit, a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, I I think. I think that one of the things that um, I really, I really, uh, I really was happy about was the fact that my parents, um, you know, pushed me to kind of, you know, do things on my, do things for myself and, and really uh, showed me how to be self-motivated because uh, without being self-motivated, I think, you know, it's very hard to achieve any, you know, even a modicum of uh, success, I think. Uh, right. So w when I was, you know, I didn't go to art school. Um, so I had to learn everything. I'm, you know, so by... how did you, how did you learn that style? Um, well, I I'm one of these uh, artists that uh, I guess that has many, many styles. Um, like I'm kind of a chameleon uh, and that's what I was kind of known for uh, in, during my career. Um, because I'm able to kind of pick up a lot of different things and, and, you know, take things apart and then, uh, you know, take a style apart and then try to do the exact thing. And that's what, you know, led to, um, being able to work for, you know, all of the companies that I've worked for. Um, right. But just because, you know, I'm, you know, I'm able to, to do all this, uh, be, being flexible, I guess you could say. Um, but it's just, you know, analytically, um, like I just had, uh, when I started art, I was very analytical with my approach. I would, um, you know, this is what I wanted to do. Um, I wanted to draw comic books, let's say that I would take a bunch of comic books and I would, you know, kind of take them apart, um, and figure out, you know, what is the, the symbols that, or what is, yeah, what, what, what are the symbols that people take in that make this, you know, uh, that make it the language of, of comic books? You know, you had like uh, certain colors, you had um, certain style of like lines, um, you know, light would be shown a certain way. And, you know, it's, it was just, uh, yeah, you just kind of took it apart and then, just concentrate on on the the, um, the language, you know, that spoke of this particular. Whereas, you know, if you did like you know fine art, you would kind of approach it a different way. Uh, you know, like commercial art, mm -hmm. you would approach it a different way. That sort of thing. So, would you yeah. be looking at something going, "Oh, well, that line starts thin and then gets thicker here," and like, how much of it is intuitive, and how much of what you're st doing stylistically is like really kind of deliberate on a just on a graphic level um i think that a lot of it's intuitive um because i mean 
what I try to, to tell people or who, you know, who come to me for advice that is that, you know, you only know what you know, you know, you don't know more than what you, you don't know more than what you, what you know at, at any given point in time. So if you've studied a, lo a lot of art and you've looked at a lot of art, then, you know, you're able to take in those symbols. And so if I'm looking at something and I just don't understand it, and there are much, there's much, much art in the world that you're just looking at and you're going, I don't understand what's happening here. <laughs> it's just because it's the, the, the knowledge, the knowledge and the, and the craftsmanship and the art history um, of that piece is beyond your level of comprehension. And so, you know, I mean, I, I think a lot of people who, uh, there's a lot of art out there that when you look at it, you know, it's not the original, or you could tell that they're aping something, or they're they're trying to copy something else because you can see that they're that they're pulling all the wrong things um, from from the artwork that they're copying because they're not understanding the the I don't know um, the knowledge behind the piece. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So it's like you know. Um, yeah, but I mean, I guess there's a certain level of artistry in that too, uh, where, where, where the people you know copying art or or whatever, um, you, there's a certain artist artistry to that as well. Um, but you can but you can definitely see, um, like I guess the higher the quote unquote higher level of mastery that you have in art, um, the the more you're able to take in and understand and kind of go, oh, okay, that guy's doing this. Or this, you know, this person, you know, um, I don't know, light hits a certain way or, or, or that sort of thing. So, right. So it's kind of an ongoing search for various <laughs> comic yeah. books. Right. It can't, exactly. it can't exactly. be uh, encapsulated in sort of one approach. Um, you know, it can. Uh, I, I, I mean, there, there, there's a few things that. That you can do to 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 uh, make yourself look like a uh, whatever level it is that you're trying to uh, to achieve. Um, I mean, there you know, there's always a uh, there's always a uh, a baseline um, for the uh, for the com for the art. If we're talking about comic books, right? Let's say um, you know, you can kind of go, okay, let's say. Uh, like Uncle Scrooge, right? <laughs> or Disney has a certain certain way that they approach, you know, uh, the lines of a cartoon or, or of a comic of the comic that they're drawing, uh, or or a uh, let's say like Donald Duck. If you're, if you're trying to, to draw Donald Duck, you know, he has a he has a very set way of you know of, of being drawn, and if you're not hitting those things, then you you're not drawing Donald Duck. You're drawing something else. Um, so, uh, things like line weights, uh, things like, you know, like, you know, the strokes, if you're doing like a scritchy, scratchy line, obviously you can't do that. You have to use, you know, like a certain brush you have to, or not even certain brush, you just have to replicate that stroke, right? The, uh, the, mm -hmm. the one, like that sort of thing. And you, you kind of have to go with the palette, the color palette that they're using, that, you know, all the stuff, um, the proportions have to be, you know, exactly on on key 
Um, otherwise, you know, it's not quite the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all of these things uh, have a play into it. Um, that's, you know, if you're like working for like Disney or something. Right. Hmm. Yeah, because the, the, uh, the level has to be a certain level for it to actually come off as being a legitimate comic comic book yes um do you ever do anything with the marvel movies or have any intersection with uh, the marvel movies um i've worked for marvel um and i've worked on a lot of the properties that of the marvel movies but i haven't worked for the marvel movies now okay so you've avoided working Um, for the for the movies basically (laughs) well i kind of stopped work uh working for marvel i mean not stop but i just uh have been working for dc um for the past like 15 years uh so um that's why you know i just haven't had a chance to to really get into the marvel movies very very much i see okay well thanks for joining me today it's been fascinating yep. and let's be in touch over the next couple of days it was it was great yes, hearing sir. about all of your adventures in comic book and <laughs> NFT world. right yep that no, was a great uh thank you for having me on i really enjoyed uh, talking with you about um, all these things absolutely we'll be in touch shortly all right thank you take care man are right, you too bye-bye